I was having symptoms of abdominal pain, bright red blood in my stool, fatigue. I just really thought that it was just something acute, something annoying, but the pain started to get worse. Thanks for listening to this preview of the Colorectal Cancer Podcast, part of the Health Unmuted Audio Library by Mission Base Media. In the U.S., colorectal cancer is the fourth most commonly diagnosed cancer and the second deadliest. But routine screenings and early diagnosis can prevent, treat, and beat it. In the Colorectal Cancer Podcast, we hear from medical experts and people with lived experience to engage, educate, and empower listeners. We need your help getting the show out to the millions of people affected by colorectal cancer. To learn more about how you can be involved, visit healthunmuted.com or drop us a line at info at healthunmuted.com. You may have heard colorectal cancer referred to as colon cancer, although they're slightly different. So in the first episode of the series, we explain exactly what colorectal cancer is. Cancer can affect any part of the GI system. So you can have esophageal cancer, stomach cancer, small bowel cancers, liver cancers. So when we talk about colon cancer, colorectal cancer, it's really the large intestine that we're talking about specifically. The large intestine is made up of a little pouch called the cesum, as well as the colon, rectum, and anal canal. We'll also hear about the signs and symptoms that something's gone wrong. Blood from your bottom, abdominal pain, a lump in the tummy, unintentional, unexplained weight loss. Though symptoms can vary from person to person. The symptomatology of colorectal cancer directly relates to how advanced the cancer is. And so people who have more advanced stages of the cancer are more likely to experience symptoms. Also in episode one, we learn about risk factors for developing colorectal cancer in the first place. A low fiber diet, high in red and processed meats and ultra processed foods, genetic mutations and genetic syndromes. Smoking is a risk factor. Obesity is a risk factor. Regular screening is key to preventing colorectal cancer and detecting it early. Current guidance suggests that it should begin at an even younger age than previously recommended. Historically, colonoscopy has been regarded as the gold standard because it is both diagnostic and potentially therapeutic. The current GI society agree that 45 is now the age to start screening for colorectal cancer. So in episode two, we talk about diagnosis, including the tools available today and the emotional impact of hearing the words, you have cancer. The GI, once he got the colonoscopy going and he got the scope in there, he encountered a tumor so large in my rectum that he had to abort the procedure. I looked at the screen and he put in the colonoscope and I saw the cancer. And I looked at him and his eyes came up and he looked at me. And in that second, I knew and the whole world changed. Treatment for colorectal cancer depends on several factors and it usually involves surgery. If the cancer is localized, we've caught it early, then localized resection, we're able to just take out the tumor and it shouldn't have spread anywhere else. Depending on how advanced the cancer is, patients may also need to undergo chemotherapy and radiation. The treatment was harsh. You go to chemo all day. You're there from nine in the morning until two o'clock in the afternoon. There are these newer therapies like immunotherapies that we can use that look for specific mutations in the patient's tumor type. 
In later episodes, we also talk about lifestyle changes that can help survivors and people living with cancer stay as healthy as possible. I sat with the oncologist and he said that exercising regularly would decrease my risk of recurrence as much as the chemotherapy would. I was already eating healthy and I changed my diet to give my body more fuel to fight both the cancer and the chemo. Cancer can feel like a lonely journey. So throughout this mini-series, we not only share real-life stories from survivors and expert information, we also provide resources to get additional support that may help you or someone you love. There are some excellent advocacy organizations and support groups. I definitely felt the unfairness of it all. And I wanted to know I wasn't alone in this, and I'm not. And if you're listening to this, know that you are not alone.